You're now listening to the Spirit Filled Sales and Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in. My name is Will Rest, and I am passionate about raising up spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs. The purpose of this podcast is to feature individuals that are already crushing it in their space, partnering with Holy Spirit for a supernatural edge in their sales, in business, for kingdom influence and kingdom impact. If this podcast impacts you in any way, don't forget to subscribe. We're gonna be dropping fresh episodes on Mondays, and on Wednesdays. And God is gathering a community, a tribe, if you will, of spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs. So if you feel called to be a part of what God is doing, then go ahead and join us on Facebook at Spirit-Filled Sales Professionals and Entrepreneurs. Hope you enjoy the show. See you on the other side. All right, welcome to the Spirit-Filled Sales Professionals and Entrepreneurs podcast. Uh, my name is Will. I got Timothy Morgan on with us, who is an extremely special guest. This guy, he, you know, not only is he a dad of five kids, family of seven, but he's been rated the number one marketing coach in the country. And he was a pastor for 15 years, transitioned out of that. I mean, highest rated marketing coach in the country. How do you get that kind of title? And I mean, what did you do? I mean, to go from ministry to marketing, just really excited to have you on and talk about the dance between those two worlds and everything that you've been in, uh, going through in your journey with God. So thanks for hopping on here, man. Yeah, man. How, how, thanks. Will. I appreciate it. Having one foot in ministry and one foot in business and realizing you can actually do that and you can ski that way. That's super yeah. fun, right? Like just being able to do that. I didn't think that was possible. Like my 15 years in ministry, I was always building, buying, selling, starting business, small businesses just to kind of keep my, my entrepreneurial game going, but yeah. I didn't realize you could re actually go marketplace ministry to this level. And it's super fun. Really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, cause that's one thing I always like to dive in with people is just the tension between ministry and, and business. And when I was in full-time ministry, I didn't want to touch, I didn't want to touch business with a 10 foot pole. I was like, thank God you've delivered me from working in the public, you know, space, I get to just do this ministry thing the rest of my life. And, yep. and then, and, and I didn't want to touch it. I was afraid to, you know, I was afraid to dip my toe back into the business world for fear that it would um, maybe ruin my ministry career in some way. And then I realized looking back now, I'm like, man, my wife would have been so much happier if I had just brought home a few more, uh, you know. Yeah. There's a big conversation around <laughs> money and the difference between money and mammon. It's a big conversation around that's, that. That's man, we can dive right into that because so many people ask me already just, well, how do I know if I'm serving God or money? And, and, and how, I don't want to become a rich young ruler. How, I mean, so what do you have to say about it? We can dive right in and we can well, get into your story too, but I'm, let's just go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll share, I'll share the story at some point, but, but uh, just as a quick nugget right off the top, I mean, money is a vehicle that serves uh, us and our and our kingdom efforts yeah. mammon is something that you have decided to serve and that's the difference you know there's all different kinds of money i was an early investor in bitcoin and ethereum and all these cryptocurrencies and different things there, there's a lot of different kinds of currency there's relational capital there's mm -hmm. human resource there's, you know, fiat currency, there's cryptocurrency, there's all these different, like that. It can take your life over if you let it. 
it'll just drip all over you and then then it becomes a god or an idol. Well, the moment you take it out of the god status or the idol status and just put it right next to you on the seat where it belongs. Yeah. Or put it in the fuel tank of the car so you can go where you need to go. Yeah. You're good. You're good. <laughs> just 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 roll with it. Whether you got millions, billions or or you know, $15 in the bank, like just roll, just go. Like it's it's just like water, it comes and goes. Money is just like water. Yeah. It just comes and goes. It can be used for fuel and just keep you healthy. And, the, and that's about it. Like it just, yeah. You're good. You, you know, that's so good. Cause one of the things people think that if you stay poor, you can keep yourself in a place of trusting God. That's but, a lazy route. That, that, that's, that's a lazy route. Yeah, that's, that's just uh that is lazy route. You're right. It's and, lazy. And the other, the other aspect of it, I, I think I heard, uh, and I heard somebody talk about this act. They basically said, if you get to the place where you are no longer dreaming big enough, then you, that's like, if you, let's say you're, you're pulling in a million dollars, you don't need to trust God to pay the bills anymore. Okay. But you do need to trust God with a vision and a dream that's bigger than a million dollars, bigger than the amount. So you always have to rely and trust in God. You'll never run out of a need to rely on and trust in God because God's always going to be upping the level of your dreams, upping the level of what he's called you to do so that you have to rely on him. So check uh, this out, Will. Check this out. So I was a pastor for 15 years, ended up starting a bunch of small like micro businesses in Northern California, and my life just blew apart. Like it, I had a personal tragedy, mm. uh, ended up happening in my family. Somebody, somebody in my family made some poor decisions and I, I wasn't the, the best family man I could be either. And it just blew everything apart. My marriage just dissolved. Okay. Right in the middle of ministering, right. To, to a bunch of people and like helping them with their marriages and all sorts of stuff and yeah. boom, just blew apart. And I just sat with the Lord and I just said, you know what? I, I don't, I'm not going to give up, but I am knocked down for sure. So what do I, I mean, I'm homeless basically with the legal system and blah, 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 and all sorts of other stuff ha that happened. I was just at, at my wits end. I didn't know where I was going to be laying my head to sleep one week to the next. It was rough, man. It was like the dark night of the soul. It was like the pit of despair. But <laughs> what happened after that was like a Job story. It was ridiculous. It was awesome. Like it was weird. Like God just came in and started asking me about my mindset and asking me about my friendships and asking me about my thoughts around money and asking me th around thought. And here I was like broke, you know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. totally and broken more ways than one, like spiritually, yeah. like I was just emotionally done. But then after that, I started looking at things a little differently. And then God challenged me to start a business that could solve a problem in the marketing world using my gifts and talents. I'm like, okay, that sounds simple enough. I'll just start a marketing business. A lot of people do that. Well, then it started evolving into this thing. And I started investing into cryptocurrency and a bunch of other things. Fast forward several years, I, I became a millionaire on paper. Wow. Now, I've then since gained and lost and gained again, that same million dollars, it seems like it just, it's like water, man. It just keeps <laughs> coming and going. It's like flowing through, right? So, and a million dollars in 20 years from now is going to be nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. Not, it's not even going to buy a house. Okay. So 
the, the dollar amount is not as important as the fact that God takes care of us and he gives us what we need and when we need it. And if we're married to money, we're in trouble because you're going to, you're going to go through emotional ups and it's hard enough <laughs> just having ups and downs in life in general. But yeah, that's a little bit of my story and uh, ended up now we have 60 team members in our company and just uh, talking with folks about their marketing, going through different coaching processes and yeah. uh, just having a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, what I heard you say, which is interesting, is that you you came to this this level of like, OK, you broke through this, the, you know, this place that everybody's thinking, you know, a million dollars, you know. And, but that is kind of like a ceiling. And, and I've noticed this, that once someone breaks through a ceiling of income, it's not hard for them to get back to that same exact level. It's almost Correct. like, it's almost like if you've always ever, if, if you've always made 15 grand a year and suddenly you have, you know, you lose your job, it's going to be very easy for you to just find another job and make the same amount of money. But mm-hmm. there's like this barrier between there and actually, you know, making six figures and there was six figures, six figures. Oh, I can't, you know, it's like, it's like. I just, I just want to make, I just want to make eight grand. A month. I want to make 10 grand a month. It's like, boom. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens. And it's like, okay, you've actually, there's like a, suddenly it's like, that's like normal. And you, and you can achieve that and you can do that. No matter what happens to you in life, you kind of have like the, it's like an, it's like that level's unlocked or something. And you can just get back there whenever you want. It's a great way to put it. Will. Great Is that way to put true it. for you? I would say it this way. If you spend time with godly people, people of character who have done it the right way. In other words, they haven't just rolled the dice and won the lottery, you know, or, you know, just, just they've actually done it the right way where they've worked hard and there's some, there's some blessing and favor and, 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 and yeah, you can look at it and it might look like luck, but it's not because you're preparing yourself the whole time. And then God, you know, God and people around you start blessing you. And if you spend time with the right people that have done it the right way, you, you can't go wrong. Like you're going you're to hit these milestones. And like you said, once you've tasted it, you know that you can, you can produce that level of fruit. Like you can, your tree's big, it has a big trunk. Now you can produce that much fruit. You're good. Yeah. Uh, and if, if God decides to do something different and maybe the fruit's not as much than one year than the next, that's his deal. Like you just got to be faithful and yeah. spend yeah. time with the right people who've done it the right way. Because uh, some of these cats, man, they'll make their couple million bucks or even more, uh, <laughs> but but it don't it don't last because they yeah. they spend it on the wrong things. They don't reinvest it. They don't. It's just they also got it the wrong way, so it's not going to work again. So they don't. They're tasting something of a fake success in a way. Yep. Yeah. So they yeah. can't. Re- their trunk isn't large. It's no. it's very small, and they just happen to have a bunch of fruit because they they faked their way to success. And that, that's, yeah. that doesn't last. No, God's not into just, you know, he's not into just get rich quick, you know, shallow root, tall tree situations. He's into deep roots, longevity, legacy building, a, you know, a, a inheritance to children's children kind of thing. And uh, it's just not, I mean, it's just not, a, he's not a flash in the pan. I mean, wealth is fun, but it's also for a purpose and it's, I had one person tell me, he said, think 400 years from now. Yeah. You said legacy, Will. I I, I totally agree. Yeah. Think legacy. Don't don't think one year from now. 
unless you're just looking at your goals or something. But yeah. if you're thinking about like macro level impact, think hundreds of years, like what, what's going to happen? Cause you did, you make some choices. Now you're still doing ministry. You can still marry and bury and, you know, do all the yep. things. So how are you walking the line between ministry and business now? What, what I've personally chosen to do in this, you know, in this question is stay connected to like one group of people, a fellowship or a church in my community and just serve. I'm, I'm not a big deal when I walk in. I'm not a big deal when I leave. I just serve. Like I'm just yeah. there. Uh, and at that lo- at that point, you have a, a place where you can just receive and give, receive and get, and just everybody's just there to just care for each other, right? So yeah. that's number one. Uh, number two is I've chosen to take an aspect of my business and help nonprofits and churches and ministries with the background that I have from that vantage point and be able to put the marketing, the evangelism, the outreach, the events, those kind of things uh, front and center in the conversation. So it's like two things that churches have a hard time talking about. It's in a healthy way. It's, it's money and marketing. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think there's a, there's a bad taste in people's mouths uh, from the experiences that they've seen. Every industry has their idiots. So if you take the marketing world and it's like, you know, you always think about like, if we promote ourselves too much, we're going to be like trying to create like a celebrity status for our pastors and our people and our different things and our events. And it's like, well, God's okay with attention. It just, you just got to make sure it, it redirects well and it's in alignment with your mission. Yeah. I mean, if you're just trying to create, create a, a celebrity in a ministry, then you're going to ride and die with that celebrity. You're going to be, it'll, it'll be gone. Yeah. In 10 to 12 years, like it'll, it'll be gone. So you yeah. can do that and you can impact a lot of people, but I think there's a bad taste in people's mouths with televangelists, yeah. with, with people who are like celebrity pastors who maybe don't make the base, best decisions or human like everybody else. Yep. You know, and, and then just, we don't want to get caught in this marketing machine. It's like, okay, well, let's call it outreach. Yeah. Just do that. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you along that line, because I know a, a more spirit led or spirit filled church. They're going to look at marketing. We're like, well, we don't want to do marketing. We just, if people are going to come to our church, the Holy Spirit's going to lead them. And yes, I believe that hundred percent. There's been crazy stories of like no marketing, no advertising, no video, nothing. Like people are just drawn magnetically. Like, yes, supernatural. I get it. But there's like this tendency to like, if you do marketing, then you're not trusting God to bring people to the church. So therefore it's like wrong to do. I mean, have you, are you, does this ring a bell? Are you? Yeah, I'm from, I'm from a charismatic background. So we okay. we're, we're a little bit more on the spontaneous side. And by the way, when you talk to people on your podcast and, you know, just conversations with like we're having right now, like there's really two types of like, like two groups of people in like the church world. If you're talking church world, yeah, there's the spontaneous and then there's the planners. <laughs> yeah. And so the Bible tells us to do both, to be led by the Holy Spirit and then also to count your costs and plan things out. Yeah. Like there's some churches, they don't even like the pastor or the leadership will say, we don't even know what we're going to be talking about on Sunday. And it's like, oh my gosh, like that's 
crazy spontaneity. Mm. I'm I'm saying plan, but be ready for a, a detour anytime Holy Spirit says. Yes. Plan it out. Be ready for the detour. That's it. If you're married to the plan, then maybe you, you got you're you're losing a little bit of that zest. Yeah. But but if you're open to change and modifications and shifts and spontaneity, even in like this conversation, what's wrong with that? You plan it out a little bit and then you go. Right. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. And it's almost like, have you ever thought that maybe the Holy Spirit could be spontaneously inspiring you as you sit there and plan the week before your sermon? Come on, or a month or three months. A yeah. Month or three months. Or yeah, and that's like it, you know, it's I just gotta say, the worst children's ministries in the world are you know, I'm a, I'm from the charismatic stream as well. It, it's like they're just the worst children's ministries. Not only like, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, man, like any, any, any leaders of any charismatic ministry out there, love you all part of my tribe, but the children's ministries, man, they're the, they're the, like, it's, you know, I, I if I, if I were to go somewhere based on the children's ministries, I would have to choose a celebrity pastor church. Cause man, it's going to be on point. The check-in system is going to be planned out. It's going to be like, it's going to be streamlined. I'm going to feel safe. My wife's going to feel safe. Kids are probably going to have fun. They're probably going to learn something. The snacks are going to be delicious and, uh, and they're going to want to come back next week, but it's just not that way. And then, you know, I don't know. I'm just on a rant here anyway, but hopefully, uh, no, there's every church has a flavor. Every, every group has a flavor, whether it's in business or in ministry or other, we're humans. We all have flavors. Like we all get together with the same kind of flavors. Like we like to hang out with each other. So yeah, you have, you have, I noticed that some uh, groups will be more their their core values are in like safety, yeah, and like let's be predictable, yeah. And there's that you know then there's that more spontaneous group that's like, hey, predictability is of the devil, and it's like, oh my gosh, like I don't know if I'd say it that way, but like spontaneity is like super spiritual, and it's like, yes, it can be, but it can also be a way to draw attention to yourself, yeah, or it could just be a way to justify procrastination like procrastination. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, now take the same exact conversation and place it into the business world. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how, how do you see the dance with the Holy spirit between planning and risk-taking and spontaneity and stuff like that in, in marketing and in business? There's a great book uh, called rocket fuel. Cool. And um, it's by a group called entrepreneurs operating system and they also have another like sister book to it called traction but uh whether whatever you pick up traction rocket fuel or entrepreneurs operating system eos uh you'll you'll hear basically the same principles and uh you need two main kinds of people in an organization whether it's a church or a business but it's it's built for business this this whole system so Role number one, role number one is the visionary. Role number two is the integrator. And the integrator tends to be more the person that puts all the pieces together, kind of plans things out in a way that makes sense and connects the dots Mm -hmm. and makes the systems work and all that kind of thing. Without planning, you can't really build an effective system. And so you got to look in the mirror, basically, like what what happened to myself when I was going through a real tough time is it's a good time to look in the mirror and say, who are you really? How are you wired? If you can figure out if you're wired more like a visionary or more like an integrator, 
someone calling them an, administ an administrator or an operations person. But integrator yeah. is really more of a unique way to look at it. Um, if you can have both of those running at the same time at a high level, like side by side in a business, think like Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak for Apple. Yeah. They're two totally different personalities. One wants the limelight is a little bit more spontaneous, has some vision. The other one's more planning, integrating, operating, kind of getting all the pieces, making the magic happen behind the scenes. Yeah. Those two roles have to be in an organization for it to be at least have a chance to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I see that even in marriage. Yep. A lot of times you get, you get the person that's good at paying the bills on time and you get the person that's good at actually getting the money. So it's like the, well it could be either, either way. I mean, and maybe the, <clears throat> the roles and things can be different, but in, in our, in our family, that's the way it is. Like I can go bring home the bacon and my wife can organize it and make sure it ends up in the right place at the right time. Uh, yep. Cause that's just not my strong suit. Yeah. But, some people are vice versa. Like what, Whatever works for that that group, God, God's not stupid. He designed us differently so we can match up with other people who have different strengths. I just did a guest appearance at a like a micro church in another state mm. and um, on Sunday morning. And we were talking about the fivefold ministry. There's all different kinds of personalities in the kingdom. And yeah. if you want to look it up for all the. All the Jesus people out there, if you want to look it up, Ephesians four is legit. It's a it's a recipe for a like a like a business team or an organizational team or a kingdom yeah. team. It's a recipe sitting right there, Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven. Just You're sitting right. right there. You're right. You have the you have the apostles, like the 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 visionaries, the the kind of the the architect, if you will, of all the planning. Then you have the prophetic. They're going to be like the insight, the the. Like they're just going to have insight, creative genius, almost like speaking into things and like an ideation type individual, uh, an inventor, if you will, in the midst of like coming up with crazy ideas and strategist almost, you know what I they mean? They keep the organization healthy from a, like a certain standpoint, because they're trying to make sure things are running in a healthy way. Here's some good ideas. Here's some insights of why we're going off of mission on seeing on mission going yeah. off a of mission those, those people are amazing and then yeah. and there's the other three as well then you got the evangelist those are like your sales guys that's your sales team man that's your sales, sales, your and, sales, sales and marketing sales and marketing right yeah. and uh yeah and then pastor i mean that's going to be what was that hr i guess i don't know customer care yeah. shepherd, shepherding caretaking depending on your community you're going to call them different things yeah you have to have all these cool. pieces man you, you got to have cool. the teacher the trainer who's going to train them the newbies, yeah. like who's yeah. going to bring on the new team members? Like yeah, exactly. Who, who's going to teach the, who's going to do the, the courses and the classes and all that. Yeah. That's the teacher trainer person. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's so it. that's it's, all you it's need, all man. There, man. It's all there. Now I want to hear more about like your walk with the Lord. Like, you said, you said something that you find you're doing marketplace evangelism now, like because of this level that you've come to and you've had this like almost like this kingdom team around you. They say it's just like producing. Uh, I mean, you, you guys are producing millions in your business, your marketing business, but it's not structured in the same way that a traditional marketing company would be structured. And, and it's, I don't know, you could just tell us about that. What does that look like? Yeah, I'd say when it comes to my my personal like relationship with God, and that's what it is. It's not a relationship with a building or a 
a, a brand of a church or you know even a even a region it's it's a relationship with god and and i'll i'll check in with him in my darkest moments and that's what happened i started asking him what he wanted me to do because my life had hit a reset and we yeah. all hit these little sometimes little resets sometimes big resets i went through like an early midlife crisis is what i went through right so i'm sitting there like what do i do and i i noticed that marketing professionals were very creative and they would stick with you for a short period of time but then they would flutter off like a butterfly if they were freelancers or you could go hire an agency for like five times the amount of budget to get that same amount of work done. So either yeah. a high high overhead agency or a low overhead freelancer that you don't know if they're going to be there in two months. You just don't know where they're going to be. If they're going to even be have time for you or any of that. So we decided to make a hybrid. And so that's where the Giver Marketing Network came from is this idea, talking with the Lord and trying to figure things out along the way that maybe there's a low overhead way to build an agency. And that's basically what we did. It's like an agency 2.0. That's cool. I mean, that, I mean, so is there a single owner or how is this, what's the leadership structure like? So it's a membership organization. I'm the founder, but I'm also one of the members. So awesome. I treat, I treat myself like anybody else. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, a, I'm from a pastoring background. So if I need to make a decision, I'm going to run it by uh, some of the more active team members yeah, and just make sure we're all at least going the same direction. But we, we run it pretty, pretty, pretty much like a, like a co-op or a collective where we all make a lot of decisions together. And with that comes this buy-in where we want to work together with each other more often on projects. And so now instead of having Oh, a bunch of competition in the room. No, these are our collaborators. These are our uh, allies. These are our friends in business. Like we're all marketing professionals, but we do different things in different ways. That's so we powerful. Can, yeah, we're a, we're a buffet, man, of marketing people. And how many people do you have on your team or as members of this now? 60 team members, and we're trying to reach 100. So if anybody's listening and you're your marketing professional who loves doing good or Helping causes and companies doing good in the world—that's our mission. I just get—I just shared our mission. Awesome. That I mean, now you said that you are the—you said you're reviewed. You're the top rated and reviewed marketing coach in the country. Yeah, I parlayed this marketing, and I'm internationally certified as a marketing coach or yeah. as a as a as a coach, and I happen to be in the marketing space. So basically, what I did was I. I, I parlayed this coaching thing that I was doing with a bunch of churches and businesses and different things. And now we've infused that into our group. So we have this coaching centric membership. So you get coaching as a marketing professional for your own business, your own mm -hmm. micro brand, and all the clients that come through get some version of coaching as well. We're like a John Maxwell for marketing. Wow. And and is this have how have you seen? But how did you get like how did you get to how did you become the top rated? Basically, what, what I did was I asked everybody that I coached to give some kind of review online. Yes. And notice I didn't say we're the biggest. I just said I'm yeah. the highest rated. So if you yeah. look at reviews, because we're just giving so much value, yeah. they like the reviews are just 
through the roof. Like the, wow. the ratings are just so high. We haven't served the most amount of people, but the people we do serve have extremely good results, like doubling, tripling their revenue in their company. Yeah. Uh, even our members inside of our network are doubling and tripling their revenue because they're just around the right people. It's just yeah. amazing. It is. It's contagious. You get around the right people and it does rub off on you. It is, it is, there is an impartation. I mean, even in my own, in my sales game, getting around other sales professionals, it's like you just begin to, it's, uh, it, you know, some things are more caught than they are taught. And, and you, you just can't even explain it. You can try and write it in a book. You try and put it in a seminar. You can try and put it in a course, but something you can never get it unless you're breathing the same air and in the same space, rubbing shoulders with the people that are actually doing it. Yeah. There's just no replacement for that sometimes. I don't do a lot of training on sales. I do a, a ton on marketing, obviously. Uh, we talk about branding, visibility, promotion, nurturing in our marketing. Like I'm writing a book about this right now and all that kind of thing. But yeah. When it comes to sales, this is what I do know, Will. Sales is having confidence in your product to the point to where you would sell it to like your mom. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so much confidence and, and awareness of the fact that people need this, that you're literally coming from your soul. Like you're just, you're, you're, you're blessing people with the opportunity to have this. You just made this for them. Yes. And if you have that, like I'm super confident about our marketing network. That's why we've doubled in the last several months. Right. And we're going to double again. And then we're going to double again. Right. So if you're a marketing professional, let's have a conversation. You're going to love it. Yeah. And we're going to serve a million organizations with their marketing. A lot of causes and companies doing good in the world need marketing and sales. Right. So all I know about uh, sales is. It's like golfing. Marketing gets you to the green. <laughs> sales helps you put it in. Yep. That's right. You can't right have it's that last piece of confidence. Like, I got yeah. this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it right in the yeah. hole. I got this. That's yeah. what sales is. It's good questions and confidence. Yeah. And they need each other so much. It's like, you can't, you, you don't have, if you have marketing, but you don't have good sales, then you just got a bunch of people coming to the green. You're not able to put it in the hole. And if you got salespeople that are good at putting, but you don't have any, it's like you used to be sitting there all day twiddling your thumbs. And that's, man, the confidence thing is so key. I mean, if you wouldn't purchase what you're selling yourself or you haven't already invested in it yourself, then you need to seriously question the integrity that you're walking in in whatever it is you're selling because you're probably not being fully truthful and honest and you're probably not a top sales rep then because the top sales professionals fully believe in their product. They're completely sold out on it. And that confidence, that certainty bleeds out of them in every conversation in a subconscious way. And no matter how many skills or tactics or questions or tricks or whatever you try to do, you're never going to obtain that level of professionalism if you don't truly believe in what you're selling. If you believe in what you're selling, you will pick up those skills because you, yes. you want to help people turn the light bulb on like, Oh, I do need that. Yes. yes. And if it's a good match, it's a good match. Like you don't have to force anything. It's You're right. You just let the conversation enlighten everybody in the room. Yeah. And I, you know, I just got reminded of like on the flip side of that same coin you have like, let's, for example, some super on fire, passionate believer. They love God. 
but they're Bible thumping. They know, they believe a hundred percent. They're super confident in the product of salvation, so to speak. And they are, but they're scaring everybody away, no matter how confident they are that the solution that they have, which is definitely the solution. It is Jesus. They're scaring people away. They're yeah. There st- seems to be two different styles and, and yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple guy, right? Like yeah. I, I think in t- terms of like two or three things, like I don't get things all like the fivefold ministry is like as complex as I get. Okay. So, but the two, <laughs> the two different types of salespeople that I've, that you and I have probably come across is you got the, the people that are like sales breath, like just, just pitching you all day long Yeah. or in the religious world, just, just Bible thumping you and like, Picket signs and picket signs and jumping in and interrupting you all the time, like in whatever you're doing. And it's like, okay, look, if you get enough people to actually hear that, you might get some results. But my question to that person is how many people have you turned off in order to make the one sale or the one convert? Yes, that's right. Have nine people said, I'll never talk to a person like that again for everyone that said yes. Yep. And I'll say the same thing in marketing and sales. It, it, if you, if you're pitching people so bad, like so quickly in messages or in conversations or on the phone, like whatever it is, we call, we call marketing pre-sales communication. That's good. It's everything that happens before the decision meeting or the commitment or the transaction, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. But but ultimately, if somebody's pushing there and pushing and pitching, they're going to need to talk to literally millions of people before they get any kind of results that are worth yeah. even noting. And at, at, at the same time, they're pushing away literally millions of people. Right. So I don't know if it's even worth it at that point. It might be in some cases. I don't know. But for me personally, I'm like, I don't want to burn nine bridges for every one I make. No, I just no. don't. Yeah. And that's where you just got to contain. You may be the most enthusiastic, passionate, uh, you know, professional about the particular product or service that you're selling, but you have to contain that a little bit and just, and just put that, you know, you know, carry it well. Okay. But, but don't over, if you get overwhelmingly ecstatic about the thing, it, it'll just kind of push people away. Like, and it'll be, it'll, it'll appear, it'll be like neediness, like a, like a guy that's trying to hit on a girl coming off too strong. You know what I'm saying? So when dating, you, dating is a really good analogy. We use it yeah. a lot. And, really then, and, I, and I was thinking about the dance between marketing and sales with dating, because I'm like, okay, like, I mean, I could be, you, you correct me where I, but I'm like, marketing would be like, you know, you brushed your teeth, you put a nice shirt on, you smell good. And, and you got, there's the, you're standing tall and, and you, you're, and you're, you're, you're speaking and marketing is like leading up. I would, marketing is almost, it's actually kind of like selling the meeting. Correct. It's selling correct. the sales appointment. That's correct. What marketing is. Yep. Marketing is everything that happens before the, the decision meeting. And, and your job is to come across as trustworthy enough and reliable enough and valuable enough to go ahead and set time aside for that meeting. And then that meeting itself has its own flavor to it, which is a sales, it's a sales meeting. So we like to think of it this way. Marketing is like dating 
and sales is like proposing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's awesome. Now, how have you, when you say you've been doing marketplace evangelism, I, I tried to hit on this earlier, but what is marketplace evangelism? Like really, like when you, when you talk about evangelism, because traditionally evangelism is you get people saved, like they're actually coming into the kingdom. Now, are you seeing that happening through marketing? I would say yes, but in maybe a little different way than, than, than might've been uh, defined 20, 30 years ago. I think, I think there's a shift that's happening where um, for a long time, at least in the United States and in the West, okay, uh, we have team members from eight different um, time zones and several different uh, countries. And so I'm, I'm taking kind of this survey of how people are, are, are being kind of pulled into a relationship with God slowly. Um, I can speak f- uh, for one particular person. She was at her rock bottom um, and she got it. Uh, she's actually a team member. <laughs> she actually plugged into our network and uh, right. ended up, uh, burnt- she started helping with a lot of messaging on LinkedIn and some other things. She was from a, like a Christian background, but she had kind of wandered and lost her faith along the way, like many of us, you know, have had at different times. And then what ended up happening is just by being around a community that actually cared about good things and God things, she started slowly becoming a little bit, not a little bit, a lot more focused on her own personal relationship with God, as opposed to a religious experience or a religious place. And so uh, because our, our cultures are not as Christianized yeah. as they used to be, there needs to be a more organic and authentic way that people are slowly coming to the Lord. And sometimes it happens fast. Sometimes it, it, it doesn't. But bottom line is marketplace evangelism to me is getting the word out in the marketplace about how good God is. Yes. So I, I used to share about how good God was in a building. And then every once in a while, outside of the building, now I feel like my calling is outside the building. And then every once in a while, it jumps back into the building. Yeah, man. It's a matter of focus. Like, who am I actually talking to most of the time? Yeah. Now, 15 years of pastoral ministry and now doing what you're doing here. Where did you have a deeper sense of purpose? I, I, I would say what's happened to me and this, I'm not sure that the, I'm not sure how the, this is for other people, but what's happened to me is I used to view them as very separate mm-hmm. and I would have to put on different hats. Like even in an interview like this, I'm like, are you cool with me talking about faith? Are you cool with this? Are you cool with that? And I would get, I'd like put on a different hat based on where I was. And I still do that a little bit, but I, I'm, at this point, I'm just like, I'm just going to share my story, man. Like, if you like it, then don't, then have like air the air of the podcast. If you don't, then don't like now, now I'm pretty much the same person, whether I'm in the church building or outside the church building. Like I just kind of just share my story good. and help people with getting the word out about something that's good, whether it's their faith or their business or their brand, like whatever it is, 
I just like to get the word out about good things because this negative news stuff is ridiculous. It's hmm. demonic. Yeah. It's literally bad bad news, man. Like it's it's bad mojo. Like you don't you don't want that stuff recording in your brain all the time. Maybe no. check in, maybe check in like once every couple months just to make sure you know it's if we hit, you know, if we landed on Mars or something. But other yeah. than that, like just go with the good stuff. Like really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was thinking about that the other day, just how the, the more you focus on a recession, the more you amplify because what you focus on, you make room for in your life. And that's, I mean, that's a biblical principle. And I mean, even the new age people understand that because they know that your, your focus increases your capacity to carry a certain reality. And when you focus on, that's why the Bible says, focus on whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is, you know, a good report. Yep. Okay, how, I mean, whatever's a good report is not CNN or Fox News or any, I don't even, I don't need any news channel, any alternative news channel that you might be listening to is not going to line up with that. I guarantee Yeah, Most news is based on fear and most good news is based, based on the future, Mm. the good future, the positive future, or, you know, there's pain and there's pleasure. The, the negative news is based on pain and the positive news is based on the pleasurable future you might have with your family or with your people or whatever. Yeah. And it's harder to focus on the positive and make as much quick cash as possible. But on the long tail, show me somebody who's positive for 10 years and they're probably around a lot longer and making just as much or more money than the person focused on pain. Yeah. That's one of the things, you know, circling back to fear and how many sales trainings try to use fear. Does it work? Yeah. Oh, you know, this is a limited time offer and we're doing is like, you know, and okay. It's like, I don't really know if this is going to be in stock. And I mean, I've had sales trainers, big companies, corporate, I mean, they're like, Hey, say this thing. It'll, it'll, cause it'll inspire fear, which will in, initiate a, you know, a faster decision. And I'm like my, you know, my gut inside, I'm like, no, that's a lie. There's a ton of product in the warehouse. Why am I going to pretend that there's scarcity to increase fear and inspire a decision? And I said, Lord, I need another way. You, another way. Me, you need yeah. to give me another way to be a great sales professional without these gimmicky fear tactics that work, but don't align with integrity. And yeah, I personally, and everybody's different because we all have different tolerances for different things. But personally, for me, I'm okay with reality checks yes. and a, and, and a re, the reality of this possibility that there's scarcity involved in this right. or a timeliness involved in something. Yes. Like you need to seize the day, you know, grab yeah. the, grab the opportunity. Uh, there, this may, we may or may not be doing this forever kind of a thing. Like I, yeah, that's just the reality of it. Like that is real. Right. Or do you want to stay where you're at or do you want to progress? That's a real question about a real thing. And that is true. And those are real, like, like pain, pain points are, are fine to address, but with the idea of, of healing them or helping them or solving that problem, pain points, just to, just to poke on pain until somebody jumps. Right. That's not, yeah, not help it. Like, that's not right. You can't, like it's the yeah. ideal state you're trying to get people to that 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 future that you're talking about 
the the optimistic future, the hopeful future, the state. That's really, and, yep. and you know, you know, and, there, and then you got to know some people are more pain and pleasure motivated, and there is that. And, yeah. and if there is a scarce, if there is a if there's a reality to the scarcity, and there's a reality to the timeliness, that then I'm a hundred percent behind because you're actually being factual and truthful. Um, I need to ask people more questions like this. Will, hey, um, if you keep doing what you're doing, is that is that going to get you where you want to go? Yeah, that's a good question. It's just basic questions. Yeah. Like, are you in pain right now? Yes or no? Yes. What's the pain about? X, Y, Z. Great. I can't help you, but I do know somebody who can. Yeah. Or, or, hey, I'm glad we met. I could probably help you with that. Do you need that quickly? Or do you, or do you want to visit this in like a year from now? Yeah. Like what? Where, where are you at with that? These are great questions. And they're, they're, they're definitely addressing the reality of the situation. Like Christians are sometimes known as like, woohoo, people like all over the place. The future is great to like, name it, claim it, like, like just say it and it'll happen. It's like the Bible talks about like what records we play in our mind, but let's also be real too. Like there's, there's the optimist and then there's the realist, right? Let's, yes. let's, let's have both of those conversations in the same podcast or in the same, you know, yeah. setting. Yeah, I totally agree. You have to be, because faith is not a denial of the current situation. It just sees a greater reality that will supersede that thing. And um, yeah. Come on, it, Will. Preach it. On. Say that so, one more time. I want to hear that. Say that it, faith, faith is not denial of a current situation or circumstance. It's it's an awareness of a reality that actually supersedes the facts of your current situation. Come on, man. Like there's facts and then there's truth. It might be a fact that you're broke right now, but the truth is, is that you're, you're a son or a daughter, the King of Kings. Like the reality is you are tapped into the source. You know what I mean? So that's the truth. Come on. That's, that's being, I mean, that's the realist. You know, that's being a realist is like there's being a realist. Like what you're saying, like we need to be real, but then we need to be really real. Like, OK, let's look at both realities and be real about both of rea these realities. That's you why know? I can't I can't imagine walking through dark places or being broke or, you know, anything like that without God. I just can't. I don't understand how people even do it. Yeah. Not, not to be like talk down to anybody. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't understand it. Like how, how that would happen without a connection with the creator of the universe. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus was either a liar or a lunatic or the son of God. So we got to kind of decide this side of eternity, like what we're all about and what, what actually is the realist of real. I like, I like how you said, wow, this is fun, man. I it appreciate fun, you. Man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really enjoying talking to you. And I think if anybody's listening to this and you need marketing help for your business, or maybe you're a coach or you're, you know, whatever it is that you need help with. I mean, maybe you're a church or a ministry and you're just having trouble getting your message out. Well, I, I'm sure you can help, right? 100%. I got, I, I only do serve five fractional CMO or marketing director roles myself. Okay. And I do have a couple of spots available and that's the truth. That's the reality of it. Okay. My family won't let me do more than that, mm -hmm. but uh, 
we have 60 team members that can come in and a la carte just help you with social media or building a website or doing the, anything to do with marketing that gets the word out for your cause or company doing good in the world. If you're not a cause or company doing good in the world, we're, we're not interested. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're helping companies that have a very clear vision, purpose, and mission. Impact so the world for good. They're not there to yeah. take. They're, 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 they're there to give something valuable. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to drop your link and everything in the show notes so people can connect with you if they need a marketer or 60 of them, however many you need. Uh, yeah. Apparently they got it going. You got an army over there. Of, Buffet style, man. Let's yeah. go. And uh, yeah, so I'll drop the link. If you want, want my, just what's your website though before I? Givermarketing.com. Givermarketing.com. That link will be in the show notes. You can just go ahead and tap on it, go right to their website and connect with them. If they need, is there anything else that you'd like to share or, or anywhere else you'd like to direct them before we uh, finish it up, man? We stumbled onto something a couple of years ago that ch changed the game. Here's a little tip for those who are listening all the way through. There we go. A little golden. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. If you're in the business to business world, if you're mm. in sales, if you're in any kind of interacting with other businesses on any level, even fundraisers who are reaching out to business owners of faith or whatever it is, LinkedIn has generated more appointments than any other strategy by just sending out very authentic conversational starting messages, direct messages, not spammy, not pitchy, not sending links, not sending uh, websites, not sending anything like that, just starting conversations. Just like you and I have on social media, well, just 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 pinged each other and just see if we, you know, we want to have a conversation. Yeah. That's produced thousands of appointments for me personally. That doesn't include all of our team members. Wow. Hundreds of referrals, hundreds and hundreds of referrals. Listen, just ping me on LinkedIn. I'll show you exactly what how it goes. Just look up Timothy Morgan on LinkedIn. Say, hey, I saw you chatting with Will Rest. That was awesome. Tell me more, or hey, can I? Sh can we share each story? Swap stories sometime, or just just start a real genuine conversation. And as long as you're not pitching me something, and I, I promise not to pitch you anything until it's the right time or you ask for it. So, at the end of the day, if you ping me on LinkedIn and you mention Will Rest, I'll know exactly. You know, just mention I want to learn more about LinkedIn, and I'll I'll give you some goodies, and and you can taste and see. It'll be fun. Awesome, man. I'm going to be doing that myself. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, I really appreciate you and uh, look forward to seeing more about what you're doing and maybe talking again in the future. Wow. You made it all the way to the end. You must be serious about being a spirit-filled sales professional or entrepreneur. And if that's the case, I would recommend you go ahead and follow and connect with me on Instagram at will rest to stay in the loop about what's going on, fresh content being released there every day and make sure you subscribe because like I said in the beginning, we will definitely be releasing fresh episodes on Mondays and on Wednesdays. And I'll probably be machine gunning random episodes because I can. So you'll want to stay tuned for sure. If you want to go a little bit further and connect with our Facebook group of spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs as well, we have a growing community over there and we'd love to see you on the other side. See you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.